Hello, dear listener. My name is Tara, and I am back with some immature themes. Um, it's been a little while since we last spoke. Um, my apologies. You know, Ontario opened up again. Pubs were open. I got a dog. His name is Ned. We've been walking a bunch, um, and yeah, people have been taking trips, and we just haven't been about to record a podcast. So really happy to be back and the theme this month um, which I am guiding you through is best opening tracks so me and my mates get together and we talk about which uh, opening tracks of an album we think are real bangers and then the back pocket theme is uh, best hidden tracks which wasn't so much best hidden tracks as it was hidden tracks that you might remember because they're kind of hard to think of um and they're certainly hard to find on spotify um spotify is where we put all of the tracks that we talk about on the playlist that is just called immature themes the playlist it's pretty straightforward um well listen on and uh, hopefully we'll get back to some more regular cadence so enjoy and we are recording how are we all doing yeah Bit worse for her. Pretty good. Yeah, Connor Greer, you guys were out for pints. Yeah. Yeah, we went for a few pints. Yeah, we were in Hanks. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't a know. Very Paul, exciting I story. <laughs> Paul with Mike and the, the lads. Did you stay much later, Paul? Uh, yeah, we stayed for I don't know an hour or something. Whatever it was. Nice. And Anya, you had a gathering. How did that go? Good. Good. Yeah, I don't feel great today. <laughs> We had cocktails. I was like, well, everybody brought wine and I brought the makings of martinis and Aperol spritz. So like a hangover and a sugar crash today. Basically yeah. the perfect storm. Yeah. That sucks. Sebi, are you still on your non-alcoholic books? No, no. I have I had like three beers on Friday because it was lovely out. We went for a walk and it was like a, across from Charities in the Phoenix. They got all these chairs set up and they do like table service. We got like three beers there. And I went for a walk after. And then Saturday, I met a mate for breakfast. And then I did some errands. And then later, I met that same mate. And we had, I had also three beers. And that's it. I just go very easy. And then yeah. we got a mate in town next week. So we'll probably do something then. But if I don't have something specifically on, I won't drink. Yeah, it's just nice that things are open again. Yeah, it's grand. They're like they're gonna open the indoor. I don't really care for going indoors. At the open moment. here. I went to A and W to get takeout the other day, and there was people eating in there, and it freaked me out. I was like, well, people I didn't know? know that it was happened. No, I, I didn't know, know we'd was... moved on Friday. It was like yeah. the day, and I was like, but of all places, like there's also chairs outside. But why would you choose to just eat in A and W? Like, that was never. I love it. It's fantastic. Like, why would you choose after like not being able to dine inside for so long? Your your first go to is A and W. I, know. I want to chomp down on a burger inside that beautiful mansion. I was like, grabbing, I was grabbing takeout to watch a movie outside, and I was just like, "That's what A and W is for." Like, what movie? <laughs> oh, what we kind? watched the new Space Jam. My lord, is oh, it the horrendous. worst fucking thing that has ever existed? It is a two-hour-long just ad for what Warner Brothers have in their universe. Like, there's Game of Thrones, there's Harry Potter, there's The Mask, there's, like, all this yeah. other shit, and the storyline makes no sense. Like, I love uh, Space Jam 1. It's actually a truly good movie. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. the most upsetting thing is, is that the website now, when you do spacejam.com, it's for the new movie. The old uh, website still exists, but they changed the URL. So I was a bit mad about that as well. Yeah. Like, one of the best holes in the internet is, like, the fact that that it's website like has never really been updated. Retro, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you not read a review of it before? It was the day it came out. And so it, it, you just went totally blind, totally yeah. cold. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it did have low ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes, but I was just like, well, it's just come out. Like how many people could have reviewed it? Oh <laughs> God, it was terrible. <laughs> the cinemas are open here. You can go to the cinema here. They I've just been... opened here as well. Yeah, yeah but it's also, to... it's also nice to just go to your friend's yard, drink beers and yell at a projector. Like, sure. Show. Yeah. Don't that. scream yeah. in the cinema. I mean, maybe people are now though. It's oh, been a long, yeah. long time. <laughs> it depends on the movie. Like if you go to see the Expendables, everyone's going to be screaming at it because it's funny. Anytime like they ramp a motorbike off a, a ramp to destroy a helicopter, everyone's like, "Yes." <laughs> I do miss cinemas, especially during the summer. I used to love to go just to hide in the AC for a little while during the day. We were supposed to go to the beach today. Well, we weren't. It was like a maybe plan. They got away from us, and I just really didn't want to go. And then I was like, well, why don't we just go to the cinema to see Black Widow? That came out Friday. And Alison was like, not only did we not go to the beach, but I'm not spending the only sunny weekend sitting inside a dark room. So yeah, I mean, it's different in Ireland. <laughs> did you well, finally <laughs> cut your hair or is it tied back? Oh, it's no, tied he, back. Yeah, it looks, like it, it looks like a closure. He's got another cut. Oh, yeah. A step. So it's the ponytails all the way at the back. Ooh. Like Tom Cruise in that um, samurai movie. The last it, time, right? It was like that. <laughs> it was like that. I'm just going to cut it all off. Nice. All right. Well, let's get going. This is either episode 12 or 13, depending on if I'll eventually ever put this up, because we recorded one a few months ago that I haven't edited yet. So, so we're really talking to the future. We're always talking to the future. I mean, sometimes I do put it out the same day, actually, but. That's still the future. It might be a month from now that we put this out, but anyways, it's irrelevant. But um, Seb, this was your theme, right? Yeah, it was pretty simple. It was just, what's the best opener on an album? You know, what's it sets up the album real nice. I was going to say, like, what's the best opening track on the album, but then the rest of the album shite. But I was like, that's a bit too specific. So I was like, what's just the a best? smidge. <laughs> I, I kinda, what's the best opener on an album? I kind of went with that for my pick. Or something along the lines of Well, if you think like the opener on the album is like the, the pinnacle, then it has nowhere to go. That's a fair point. But I just took the approach where it's like, well, I'm sure everyone kind of did it this way, it would have been like, what's a, an opening track on an album that sets it up real nice and the rest of the album is also real nice? But the opener really gets you where you need to be. Yeah, it was a choice. Who wants to go first? Uh, Connor, seeing as you're going to set us up with a, a shit rest of an uh, album, you've um, piqued my interest. Uh, yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I was kind of struggling with this one in that there's a fucking bunch of tunes that I think are amazing openers to albums. and there, But there were a few that were like... It's like head and shoulders above the rest you know what i mean if i was just going for like the best opener album like i just couldn't pick like there were so many that were like top tier but like nothing that was like distinguishing one from the other um but on that note i do want to shout out um search and destroy by the stooges carissa oh, by yeah. sun kill moon teenage riot by sonic youth blue thunder by galaxy 500 and like pink moon by nick drake they're all like 
And I was, I was at one point, I was just like, I'm just going to list like fucking the, my 10 favorite openers. Um, but yeah, so I was kind of then thinking about like, okay, well, like what would be like an opening song that's really like distinct or like just distinct in my mind from some other ones. And the one that came to my mind is by Lamb Chop. Um, and I don't really listen to the Lamb Chop. I've tried to listen to them. I couldn't really recognize another song than this one. Um I struggled to get into them and this album, I just don't care about anything after the first song. Um, <laughs> the song is called In Care of 8675309 and it's off the Flotus album by Lamb Chop. Um, and it's like 11 minutes long. I really like I really like when there's like an album. Some albums are just like the first song is like fucking 12 minutes and then the rest are like, yeah, whatever. We don't really care. Um it's like they had been really working on that song and they're like, fuck, we need an album. It's like basically like an entire side, I think, of a record would be if it's 11 minutes or yeah. it'd be close to anyway. Um, and yeah, I just I was listening to it a lot recently and just would be like sticking on the album and just like going back to that song. And it's like really weird. Lamb Chopper, like nominally like a country folky band, but the guy that runs the band like really goes down a rabbit hole and this is all like auto-tune singing and it's like, it's weird, but it's a great song. Um, so Lamb Chop, you're not just talking about like a sock puppet. I am. Um, I am actually. I that, first heard of Lamb Chop. <laughs> the sock puppet delved into alt country in the late 90s. Uh, Kurt Wagner, the sock puppet. That's the guy's yeah, name, yeah. isn't it? Um, so uh, yeah, that's my pick. I didn't see you picking Lamb Chop. I, I bought, I first heard Lamb Chop, I just bought Is a Woman on CD from Plug Records just for the cracks. So it's like, ah, oh, it looks like an okay cover. And I really liked it. I thought it was smog. It sounds like Bill Callahan mm. to me. That That's album specifically is a woman. It's very low key. It's very, very slow. Then is it I, Ohio or Oklahoma? What the fuck's that other one? It's Ohio. Ohio. Songs yeah. Ohio? <laughs> no. No, no, the album by Lamb Chop. It's called Ohio. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's I got here. into um, there's one called Damaged which um, I don't know I was still living at home I was probably only 16 or something when it came out I really got into that one and it still holds up great so I'd recommend that as an entry point okay I've Chop. never listened I'd... to Lamb Chop so maybe I'll dive into uh, Damaged I got my um, yeah. I was going through a bit of a music listening funk and I'm over it now so this is good nice also, yeah, it's a, it, the guy had like some form of cancer at some point, like not terminal or anything. Obviously, he's still kicking it, and but he recovered, and like this was the album he 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 wrote after that experience. And uh, some of it's like like one of the nice songs on it is like just him being at home, hanging like killing time at home when like um and like his wife's out of the house, and just like by the time she comes home, it's like ah, I've lost my little autonomous little time just sitting around the house um, and just mundane things like washing the dishes and crap like that that he just focuses in on because he has too much time on his hands because he's just in recovery and hanging around. Anyway, it's nice. Nice. Well, how about you go next, Greer? Also, Tara, did you notice Greer's Greer's muscle tea? Oh, yeah. Quebec? Yeah, he bought that in Montreal last year. Anya's been making her t-shirts into muscle teas. <laughs> Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good move. This this came pre muscle teed. 
So he's thinking about adding sleeves onto it, in fact. <laughs> yeah, if you have any castaway sleeves that I'm gonna have loads, yeah. <laughs> get the old sewing needle out and um, yeah so i was thinking of those classic like kind of really everybody knows them sort of you know what's happening that first few chords of the bass line comes in and you're like yeah i know what's up but i didn't really go for those but then i was thinking black sabbath and uh sweet leaf um which opens with a kind of iconic in its way uh just a cough coughing after like chugging a spliff in the studio and they just used it then as the opener for, and the whole song is just an ode to marijuana. Like, so, um, and then I was reading about it this morning and I, there's, there's a slight Irish connection to this, which I thought was interesting. So just before they recorded it, um, Butler, I guess, came back from Dublin. I don't know what he was doing over there, but anyway, there's a certain, or there was a certain tobacco that was only available in Ireland called Sweet Afton. Um, and he had he had this box or packet of this this tobacco in the studio, and he like he opened up the box, and the top that says the sweetest leaf gives the best smoke or something like this, and then that was the origin of the name Sweet Leaf, even though the song was about marijuana. But anyway, that's where he came up with the thing. So and he wrote the lyrics or whatever in the studio, and there you go. And I guess well, I I first. Well, I, I listened to it more in The Communist Daughter. They have a great jukebox and that's on there. So I'd often put that tune on if I was ever trying to shoot Do you Do people in Communist Daughter often think somebody is just coughing in the background? I wonder. It doesn't take long to realize, though, because <laughs> it, it kicks in pretty, pretty hard. So there you go. That was it. I didn't go that's much further. Yeah, my mate was in a, a Sabbath cover band called Sweet Leaf. Nice. That was a cool name for a cover band and all. Yeah, it works. Works. Yeah, good one. Um, yeah, there you go. Cool. Well, Anya, do you want to go next? Sure. I, you refer to my notes. There's very few. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, it's funny because I suppose because I don't listen to too many records, I was an everything is always on shuffle. I was like, God, do we even know? Have I even started listening to an album at the beginning in the last 10 years? But um, 10 years, I, really? Well, not 10 years, but. but you don't listen you to know. albums at all? You just sort of shuffle? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just like find an artist and shuffle or find a song. And now I'll just find a song and put on Spotify radio. So like, I actually can't remember the last time I'd listened to an entire album start to finish. Well, you're letting the robots win on you. What about like when a new album comes out and they're like, oh, hey, uh, does a new Kevin Morby album out? You won't even bother listening to the album. You'll just go to Kevin Morby radio. You know, you probably know most of the Kevin Morby songs, for instance. Yeah, I suppose I don't tend to stay tuned in to what's coming out. (laughs) That's the other problem. (laughs) Actually, because I read Sinead O'Connor's book recently I did listen to full albums actually I'm lying because she in the last part of the book goes through the different albums and you know talks about different songs in the album and I was like just going to I was just reading it and I was like you know what I should listen to each album as I'm going through it so that's yeah so I lied I have listened to an album recently um but anyway I did some thinking and I think my pick is Talking Heads 
Born Under Punches. Born Under Punches? I don't know that. You don't know it? Oh, it's no. so good. It's just like, it's uh, it's the title track. It's not the title track, sorry. It's on Remain in Light, and it's the first track in the album, and it just kicks straight in. It's kind of chaotic, and like they have sort of crazy percussion, and there's computery, weird computery sounds, and it's just kind of paranoid. Like the whole song is kind of awkward and like, but in a great way, like it's it's a sound that even though it's kind of strange sounding, you can dance to. I'm probably not describing it very well, but. um. Oh, I mean, I want to listen to it now after that description. It's great. Like it just sort of kicks off. I'm just looking at my notes here. I've got, you know, polyphonic rhythm, um, staccato guitars, and weird computer sounds, which I've already referred to. But yeah, it's just like, and the whole tone and theme of the song is kind of paranoid and sort of, he talks about, you know, like some of the lyrics are like about being a government man or being a tumbler and just sort of, I suppose maybe you go the straight and narrow or you go the other way kind of thing. But um, yeah, the album, it sets up the album really well because um, it's just, a great album and uh, Once in a Lifetime is also on that album, which is a great song. But I actually would say I, my favorite Talking Head song is Born Under Punches. Hmm. Um, you used the, you used the fra- a phrase tumbler. Yeah. Did you? He did. I've never yeah. heard that. It's in the lyrics, yeah. What's that? Tumbler? Yeah. I don't know. Like I was looking it up. I was like, to be honest with you, I was looking it up. I was like, okay, what is a tumbler? And uh, one of the things that uh, I read was someone saying, you know, he's talking about being, you know, a government man or being a tumbler, which I take to mean a gymnast. It's <laughs> like, what? I don't think David Byrne was talking about the decision of being a government man or a gymnast. So I don't know. I think it's open to interpretation. Well, what I thought was that it was just a, um, like the opposite of a government, like a, like a sort of Rolling Stone drifter yeah that's what i take it as it's a great song and it gets there's like an instrumental break in the middle that's just brilliant like i'd say definitely listen to that song i only have one honorable mention uh bell and sebastian's album tiger milk state i'm in is the title track in that album and it's pretty great (laughs) connor is just thumbs thumbs up and I would like to yeah second that motion that song it's it opens I think it opens the their first EP as well um dog on oh. wheels and like a different version of it and it's fucking such a good song it's a great song yeah nice nice well I'll let Sebi go last because it was his theme and I'll pick mine um my honorable mentions for first songs on an album um no surprise idols because <laughs> i love idols yeah. um but both the first two albums um because i haven't actually like did you guys listen to their third album all that much it was part of my music rut so i haven't listened to it at all is that the one with the balloon yeah while you're getting hit by a balloon in the face yeah um yeah yeah i listened to it when i first come out it's good yeah. Mm, yeah i must i must dive back in but i i like both of their like on brutalism it's heel slash heel the different spelling and i just think for a new band it's sort of like it very much covers what they're about that it's like 
it's high energy and you know there's shagshing and all the the usual stuff that comes from them um and it starts that like i just think the album brutalism is really really good um and then for joy as an act of resistance they have colossus which is the really the slow building one you know it just at the beginning it's just the base for quite a while um and then it just really builds up um and kind of yeah i don't know sets the stage for those both of those records um yeah i'll have to dive into their third one but my actual pick which i fear you may make fun of me for um is uh i couldn't resist because it's such a fucking banger um audio slaves coaches <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a ripper yeah what that's like, like it is good that's like the opening song to their career as well exactly. you know it's like the opener of openers it's it like explodes like and it's you yeah i just remember like listening to it and going what the fuck is this holy shit <laughs> you know it's like the perfect um rage and and chris cornell blend together um and yeah it's a banger of a start of an album i just bomb like... track, yeah bomb track definitely crossed my mind as well and mm-hmm. um, i was like ah, yes but anyway they go I, I, I'm just I can't like not also picture the music video like that came out at a time where I still watched fucking oh yeah MTV I feel like that was whatever. the height of like MTV2 like they just had it on rotation constantly and they've got like a, the, the, it's got a big build up as well the music video it's like them all like walking out and then the fireworks and shit yeah like, it's yeah. just yeah when it when it goes into the course just fireworks 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 yeah and I remember seeing them were you guys all at that oxygen that they played I was going to say, yeah. I got heat stroke watching them in 04, 05, 04. Uh, I just remember it was so, yeah, it was during the day. It was very hot. And um, yeah, I do remember. I think that was the oxygen where not me and my mates didn't bring shorts because obviously I don't think we owned any because we lived in Ireland. So we just bought sarongs and we're just wearing like string tops and sarongs and wellies. It was really a look. It was also the year that my eyebrows were plucked into oblivion basically um my friend fainted at something as well and we got pulled over the barrier and snuck into the pit which was always fun um but during audio slave i just remember they did that thing where they were like everyone pick up an empty cup on the ground and just throw them and you just had like i don't know eighty thousand people just throwing cups in the air at the same time it just looked <laughs> kind of nuts like yeah i just saw them they did a tour before that um or they played in the point, and the point was still the point at the time. It wasn't the three or the O2 or anything like that. That was probably 2003, maybe, because I was in fourth year. My, I was like 15 or 16, maybe. My dad drove me and my mate Spanish up. I think I might have mentioned this before. And my uncle had just kind of said, like, All right, I'll drive you up, and then I'll wait in the car outside for like two and a half hours and drive you back. That's good Aww, going. That is yeah. good. Ah, that's so nice. Yeah, we were going to, like, go up and get a hotel, and he was like, ah. No, <laughs> my brother. My brother did that once when we went up to. Well, we were older adults, but we went to see Grinderman, and we just drove up, and then we just drove down that night again. Like, yeah, it's fucking doable. Yeah, so, like when you lived in Toronto or America or any of that, you realize how small Ireland is. You can drive anywhere. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know yeah. a couple of friends of mine. Uh, they used to go up to you know that bar Fibbers in Dublin. Oh, and it no. used to be kind of a metal bar, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, they used to go up from. They're from. Slow in the west of Ireland and uh, they used to dr- get the bus up to Dublin go to the pub and then jump the, the fence of Stevens Green the park in the middle of Dublin and sleep there for the night <laughs> ah, Jesus. Nice. just to go to the flavours yeah 
Nice. It's so much, okay. it's such a lack of a plan that it is its own plan. It's like, what are we going to yeah. do? We'll it. But it's, it is a plan. So we'll go to the pub and sleep in a park. Yeah. Not nothing. And it obviously worked because they did it numerous times, I believe. So my brother my brother and his mates used to do that whenever they would travel for like they used to go to all the Irish games, but they would never have plans of where to stay. So they went to that fateful fucking game that I'm still angry about, Ireland v France in Paris that got us knocked out of the Euro- uh, the World Cup. Uh, with Thierry Henry's fucking handball. Um, but my brother and his mates were all under the Eiffel Tower when they were filming the news. So you can see them all like just like pints and they're like ah um but i only found out years later um that they all slept in like like train stations and like all random places in paris because it was jammed and they had nowhere to stay <laughs> i just said people just you, you do stupid things when you're younger like you're just like oh i'll just sleep on a yeah. bench like you barely have money to get there and have pints like so if it's a choice between pints and somewhere to sleep like at that age you're choosing pints you know what i mean yeah <laughs> always choose pints <laughs> yeah. All right, Sebi, your your go. Oh yeah, cheers. But on you know on that, I don't really listen to idols at all. But that one album that you said you didn't listen to is the one album that I actually did listen to and liked. <laughs> I'll have to dive back in. I I had a just, I was just like struggled with new music during the pandemic. I just didn't really want to listen to anything or like I think my head was just too like wow to take in anything. So I'm listening to a lot more now when I'm walking the dog all the time. Well, they have a kind of an easier going quasi 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 love song called a hymn. So you said H Y M N him him yeah him yeah yeah that's a really good track and uh, I heard that first and I was like oh, yeah that's good all right I'll I'll have to give it another go it's pronounced Hyman you know what I realized okay. the other day well just about pronunciation which this is also just a, a stupid tangent but you know the word sweet as in like a hotel suite yep yeah. it makes sense to I always thought it was a W sound but if you Phonetically spell it out. It's suit, 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 suit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that just occurred to me this morning. <laughs> There's a lot of those words like hyperbole, hyperbole, and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. what are you gonna do? Anyway, mispronounce them. That's what I'll do. Yeah, I do all the time. Antipodian, antipodian. Oh yeah, that was the one last night. Yeah. Uh, the worst one I ever did, and I did it in a work context once, and I was so embarrassed afterwards. Was the word macabre? I called it. Oh yeah. I called it macabre. And and the person was like, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Macabre." <laughs> so cheery sounding as well. That's oh, you know, it's real macabre. <laughs> real macabre. Right, cheeky lad. A real macabre. <laughs> it's oh a bullshit God. word though macabre. Yeah, macabre yeah it's really wanky it is terrible when i think macabre i just think of tarot cards or something you know i think of um jonathan creek jonathan creek yeah. <laughs> what i think the theme tune is that like dance macabre or whatever but like i don't know yeah anyway the pick the reason i came up with this is so I banged on long enough about how I'm a big Cure fan, and the opening track to Disintegration Plane Song is fantastic. Now, oh man, I'm just saying this out loud because I say it in the chat all the time, so I might as well say it on the podcast. I'm sure I've mentioned it a hundred times already. Anyway, let's get that out of the way. That's done. Two honorable mentions. Um, 
this actually was very close to being my pick, but I, I feel like I haven't been listening to him a lot lately, so I said I'll put him as an honorable mention, is the album Oceanic 2002 by Isis. The opening track on that is the beginning and the end, and it's the fucking best Isis song I know, hands down. But it just opens with like a little drum fill, and then the kick, and then it goes and the song is wicked long as well. But uh, it's just the fucking sweetest riff. And when I think of openers albums, I always think of that. Sweet. I was just thinking that one little little drop. Oh, it's really, it really sets it up. It's the bees, please. Check it out. The next one then is a new band I got onto this year only. I only heard them for the first time, maybe last October, is Holy Fawn. They got an album, Death Spells, came out in 2018. I think I sent it to the lads in Grim Goya there, and Bobby had been listening to them already. The opening track on that is Dark Stone. Very gothic, very like, uh, what's it like? It's like a big crumb off a biscuit. No, it's, uh, I'm trying to, it, it's like um, Miserable, you know, that band Miserable, or... Is this more Midwest emo, Seb, or? No, no, not at all, not at all. It's like fucking, kind of like... Atmospheric gothy black metal, but it's not that aspect of it. It's like that aspect of Wolves and Throne Room and uh, Alder of Plagues and stuff. It's that the riffs themselves then are kind of more like uh, just kind of like hard rock metal. They're not specifically metal, you know. It's like uh, the slower parts of the Armed, maybe something like that. I'm trying to think of, of the name of this fucking band that I've seen like three times and I can't. Ah, uh, hang on, let me Google it because. What is wrong with Zeb? Uh, no one knows. Go. I know. Here we go. King Woman. Sweet Jesus. Paid $100 for that hoodie. King Woman. It's very similar to King Woman. There you go. Anyway, very good tune. I think you'd all like that. You give it a look. You don't have I to switch it. to it when you, when you sent it on to the group. Yeah. I, I yeah. just looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah. I remember that. But, you, yeah. you, don't have to, you don't have to like specifically be a metal guy to enjoy that either. It's, it's kind of fairly out there but speaking of listening to albums start to finish i do that a lot i, I would st- pick like genesis or the cure or you know uh, anyone else they're they those, those are literally the only two bands that you talk about lately is genesis and the cure but i did all high on fire and i did all um electric wizard recently i think it was when i was living in toronto after i got married but for that month where i was still back packing up in toronto and moving back to ireland i kind of stayed in a lot and i would just like take days off because I load the days a day and I would like play the switch and listen to full albums so I did a load of them it was great one of them was Blonde Redhead and I bought this I've mentioned this before I feel like but anyway 23 the album from 2006 the opening track is called 23 eponymous I believe that's called is that anyway another word that is funny to pronounce eponymous (laughs) Uh, 23 really really sweet song it's the first Blonde Redhead song I ever heard I bought that album in 2006 when I heard that song, that song in Plugged. Is it, maybe I knew them already, but it's what got me into them. I bought that CD. It's the first one I properly bought and then I went away and got the rest of them after. So 23 yeah. by Blonde Redhead. Just, it, it has the same pace the whole way through, except towards the end, it does have this kind of build-up going on, but it's it's not really a tempo change. It's it's very common with them. They kind of just layer stuff on and it gives it another, another kind of um, Like, if you know the song, My Plants Are Dead, it's off one of the more new, second newest album. 
that has the same kind of vibe where it doesn't pick up, but it does feel like it's like a big builder. Anyway, that's that's my pick. And that's all of it. I like records for the fact of listening to albums. Like I like sitting down and listening to whole things, I think, because mm. it kind of lets you non-distracted. I don't it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost all I do is listen to full albums. Yeah. You gotta do it. Like I listen to Pyle's discography once a month, I'd say. <laughs> like I go to it's they're fucking sweet. Like a hair shirt of purpose, like start to finish is unbelievable. I'm just like I'm listening to like five hours of music a day. I can't pick like five hours of individual songs, you know. <laughs> That's true. Too much work. Well, if I if I find a new band, one of the my release radar or whatever you not the release radar, the discover yeah, discover week, yeah mm. pretty on there like it's usually got one or two good hits and i'll mm. go through all their albums then and i'll pick out one well, so i band. usually like mm. add stuff from that into like a playlist i have a playlist going like every few months just sort of seasonally and but then from within that playlist i'll dive into albums as well mm. yeah well to get into the to know what to put on that playlist you gotta go through all the albums too it'll catch 22 so mm. unless you just take what's from the stuff and stick in there directly I that's, what I, that's what I usually do. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot as well. But sometimes I think, okay, that was good. Maybe there's something better, and then I'll get on there. Like, uh, what was it, what was the one I got recently? I think you can wait for it. I've been listening to a lot of weird Japanese stuff. It's like vicious circle. The more I listen to it and stick on my playlist, the more it's come up my Discover Weekly. So my Discover Weeklies have like weird Japanese bands now. But, oh, uh, wait until your uh, your year review. That'll be interesting. I do, yeah, I just do one of the best from each year. Oh, you know what it was? It was flipping J-Som and Palehound. Oh, yeah, um, Bachelor. Bachelor. I've really, never that, heard that. That album's really, it just, it, it just came out recently. Was it? All right, because I stayed in the current pop song. Yeah, end of last year or early this year, I think, but it's really good. It was 2021, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that popped off me. I, was, I got through that. It was May 28th only. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really good. It's a short album too. It, yeah, yeah. It does, that, that Discover Week you remind you, will remind you of stuff that you haven't liked or haven't listened to, but you probably listened to when you were a kid. Like the Appleseed cast came up on mine. And I was like, fuck, I, have, I had an, a, a mini disc with them on it that my mate Steve had given me. But they're really good. So I'd forgotten about them. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them either. Come out. Hmm. Um, okay, I picked the back pocket theme. Um, and I feel like it's something that we have talked about. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but I feel like um probably talked about it over pints. I feel like Connor, you're not gonna like this at all because you think it's bullshit. But um, as we're talking about albums, best hidden tracks. Oh, oh my god, I don't even know if I <laughs> After saying I don't tend to listen to full albums. <laughs> yeah, this one's for you, McGrath. <laughs> but Connor, was it you? I feel like we've had this discussion before where you're just like, so either something about how they don't really exist anymore on Spotify or just that they're sort of bullshit in general. I mean, I think both like, yeah, they're very much like, I, like, I guess it kind of made sense in like a record era and like CD era. Like, I don't know. I just think they're fucking lame. <laughs> Like, like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it might have been funny once if someone didn't did it once, but like, everyone's like, guys, we gotta, we gotta put a fucking secret song on it. I'm like, man, no, like, get a fucking life. 
Do you think that they, the intention was for them to be funny? It's like, like a, it's what the fuck is the point of it? On at night, maybe they're like, okay, you put on this tune and then you fall asleep to it. And then, because you had like a CD Walkman when you were a kid, eh? And you yeah. Well, that's what used to happen to me. So I'll tell you my picks then. Maybe this will help. And maybe not best hidden tracks, but hidden tracks that you can remember. Let's make it broader. And yeah. um, <laughs> just please name a hidden track. <laughs> um, but Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill has a hidden track called Your House, which I just listened to before we started recording. And it's really good. Um, In the middle of your street. <laughs> um, but it used to, it's ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> it used to make it used to wake me up um, because it's 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 an acapella and she's talking like it's obviously just you know about how shitty a man is um but it's she gets quite belty in her singing and it used to always wake me up because i'd put that album on to snooze to when i was like well you'd be good at i'd be good if i was getting my fucking nap in and then all of a sudden it's like and i'm here <laughs> some mad canadian woman singing about spoons and cutlery and stuff is that all you took from ironic (laughs) (laughs) isn't it what's that song about cutlery Um, but I have another I have another hidden track that I used to really like and this is also embarrassing so maybe it's just my week for embarrassing or maybe I just have really shit taste, um, but also as a teen, because this is when I listened to CDs the most. Um, I loved Papa Roach when I was going through my angsty, mad, mad phase. And I think I've talked to you guys all about Got this. Goth Tara. Mm-hmm. Goth Tara. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goth, Goth Tara, those brief, that brief time. Um, but I used to really, really love the hidden track on Infest, which I keep almost trying to say incest, but it's Infest, the album. Um, and I think I've chatted to uh, Connor. I think I've described this to you as well. That it's like, in hindsight, it's reggae, <laughs> like yeah. and it's called tightrope, and it's really literal. And it's just like you gotta walk the tightrope, and then you fall down or something like that. But um, like it, it's completely different to any of the rest of the album, which is why I assume it was a hidden track because it just didn't go with the rest of it. Um, but I used to love it so much that I like had the lyrics of it. Like I would write them on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> like it was above my bed when I went to sleep. So I'd always just like have to forward the CD to the right point to try and listen to the hidden track. Were you in that Papa Roach music video? Me? No, but I could have been. I was a big, big fan. Because, you know, speaking of Papa Roach, I had to Google this because I knew which album it was on. I only really, when I thought hidden track, the only thing that popped in mind was that Marilyn Manson album. I knew it was a hidden track at the end of a Manson album I had, and it was Antichrist Superstar. I think there was two hidden tracks at the end of that. Two. I loved that album when I was a kid. I cannot remember what the fucking tunes go like. I'm going to be honest with you, but I do remember. When I, as soon as you said it, I was like, fuck, there's a Manson one. So I Googled it. it Antichrist Superstar, and there's two ones at the end of that. Can't remember how they go, but they're my fucking picks. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, I majorly thought of one. Yeah, what was yours, Greer? Um, uh, Whipping Boy. Uh, the album Heartworm which is one of the best Irish albums of all time. I don't know. I got mad into it when I was younger. I still love it. Um, but the last track on it, which it almost could be the best song on the fucking album, the hidden track. Um, I, I think it's called A Natural, but just fucking deadly. And why um, do you think that was a hidden track? 
I've thought about that, and I was, I was like, I don't know why it would it be like it should have just been on there. Um, maybe it's a bit of swagger, is it? Like maybe it's a bit of like, hey, like there's a class album, and we've got this bad boy in the pocket as well. Like, mm. not sure, but it's well, brilliant. What yeah. do you prefer, like a hidden track or? um there's a there's an album i think it's a cat power album i have that the record just never stops it just continuously plays the last song until you lift it up like a locked groove mm. yeah oh sweet i like that i like that you yeah. prefer that to like a hidden oh it's fucking weird. bullshit gimmicks man just fucking <laughs> love it into me you know connor hates fun have you listened to part where i'm on spotify i listened to that recently and i'm pretty sure it's still on there as a hidden track they didn't you think Spotify would like, you know, crack it out and put, give it its own track? The last track's like 12 or 16 minutes long and there's a rake of blank at the end of it. Yeah, that's what the Alanis Marset one is as well. It's like eight minutes long, yeah. but like a good four minutes of that is yeah. no sound. Can't Did you check. send something about Heartworm? Was it like a 30 year anniversary or 20 year anniversary recently? Yeah, or it was. Yeah. And there was a, it, it was kind of like an audio documentary kind of about it that RTE did. Um, oh, that's was, right. That's it. Yeah. It was cool, actually. Yeah, there was some, there was some good tidbits in there that I didn't know. Like they went, they supported Lou Reed on tour around Europe one time at their height, and they, like, I don't know. And the 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 guitarist Paul Page is like a big uh, big Bohemians fan, like the soccer club, and like he his almost proudest moment. He has a son now, and he takes him to the games. And like one of the one of the tunes that they bang out in the stadium is was a Whipping Boy song. And that was kind of a proud moment for him. He was going to the game since he was a kid and then bringing his own son. He's like, yeah, that's, I wrote that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I, despite my, despite all my rage, I do have something to contribute to the <laughs> track bullshit. Um, Do you remember CD? And so, okay, so this one I think is kind of good. I mean, like, come on. Um, This one's kind of good because, like, I listened to this album a lot and didn't realize, didn't know there was a hidden song for maybe five years. I think that's the point of them. No, but, like, this was, like, actually fucking hidden. Um, So you know the way on CDs, like, songs have, like, a pre-gap? Mm. Um, and if you've ever watched like a CD player and like they count the numbers, sometimes when it goes to the next song, it counts like minus two, minus one, and then the song starts. Um, and I don't know the reason, but it's essentially they kind of like have like if you're playing the songs like in a row, it'll have like a gap. But if you just listen to the songs, like if you went straight to that song, like it's not that they've added that to the end of the previous song and like this. I don't know, something like this. Um, so Songs for the Death by Queens of the Stone Age has a secret hidden track in the pre-gap of the first song. So what oh, that I... means is you got to start playing the CD and then rewind for a minute and a half. And there's a there's a hidden track in there. Um, I which, remember that. That being a thing yeah, where you to rewind yeah. some stuff. There's more albums that have that, isn't there? Mm. Probably, yeah. That's the only one I ever heard of. Um, 
So that was like, I'd like, it's just like, I'd been listening to that CD for years. And then I read this and I'm like, what the fuck? And did it. And I'm like, whoa, there was like this shit on there for all this time. And I never knew. And I mean, at least it was hidden, but it's still bullshit. Yeah. I, I really enjoy your disdain for, um, for hidden tracks. I enjoy it too, to be honest. <laughs> um, McGrath, is there any that come to mind? Um, well, I have to resort to just anyone I remember. So um, the only one I can remember is uh, Libertines album, The Libertines. They had an, a song at the end called France. I looked it up because I couldn't remember the name of it. But Carl Barrett sings it. And I actually liked that song more than any other song on that album at the time. It was pretty good. Now, I have a question about the logistics of having a playlist with hidden songs for the podcast. Are you going to have to put two songs up? No, I'm just going to put whatever one the hidden songs on. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of blank, a lot, a lot of blank stuff. <laughs> and it does vary like like some places have done them. Some things will be on Spotify and they just have another song. It's like whatever. And some yeah. they have the space and they're all in. Some not everything's so on many- not everything's on Spotify anyway, right? So yeah. I think if you listen to a song for the deaf on Spotify, it has this it's just the first track now, is that previous secret track, which is kind of like weird, but really that's track one? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think that they'd put it. Yeah, how would the metadata work for that? Like 1.5 or something, I would put it as. 0.5 oh. no because then it would be before the first song it but be- it is before the first song like on the cd oh then mm. yeah then 0.5 or zero just <laughs> it's a real thrilling that, conversation <laughs> that, uh, that libertine's record i bought the vinyl for that as a gift for an ex of mine but we broke up before i gave it to her so i just kept it fucking sweet man gift that keeps on giving man <laughs> did you break up with her to keep the libertines album it was just timing you know it was just timing i was like oh i got you this record and she's like oh sweet and then we ended up breaking up before the next time i saw her and then kept it it's great delighted really wow oh yeah oh. yeah <laughs> I love Pete Doherty. He's the Imagine, talent. Like, here's this record. It's like, they're shit, man. What? what are you I can't date a guy that likes libertines. <laughs> so. I don't know. You know me, before I met my wife, I was just like, serially addicted to breaking up with women. <laughs> you just break up with strangers? Yeah. Like, Get out of here. I just don't even bother with the going out yeah. part now anymore. <laughs> hey, baby. Yeah. Uh... Oh yeah, you come here often. It's not gonna work. (laughs) My name's Paul. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. That was short and uh, sweet. Sweet. Um, (laughs) Sweet. An odd discovery. Um, Yeah. And thanks. I'm gonna stop recording. Bye.